I'm Wendy Parrish, and you're listening to Messages from the Middle. This is episode number 17, You Can't Always Get What You Want. Have you noticed that people don't usually share their struggles until they're over? It's not until they've defeated their dragon and marched victoriously home that they share their story. Well, I'm not one of those people. My name is Wendy Parrish, and I am in the middle of my story. From the middle, I've learned a few things, and I would like to bring you into my story. This is the good, the struggle, the light, the dark, and the lessons learned. This is Messages from the Middle. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am so happy that you're here and I am so excited to be doing episode number 17. It's a small number compared to some, but it's 17 more podcasts than I had at the beginning of the year, which is pretty darn exciting to me. Before we get into the episode, I have just a few things to talk about. One of them, the first thing I want to talk about is something I am so super duper excited about, and that is I'm going to be hosting a retreat with the amazing Amber Olson September of this year, September 21st through the 24th. So that's Thursday evening till Sunday morning. And we have been, we've been talking about it. It's going to be mental health focused, finding yourself focused, building friendships and connection focused. I'll have more details as we get closer But more than anything, it's just going to be an opportunity to get away, spend some time in a beautiful home with amazing people. I will have the information on my social media as soon as I can. Right now I'm working on creating the registration form and getting all the details all put together. But I just wanted to announce this exciting bit of information as soon as possible. We've been talking about this for a long time and we were just finally able to get down some of the details. The next thing that I wanted to talk about is um, opportunities to work with me. I mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago. I think I might have talked about it maybe twice and then I kind of dropped the ball and forgot to mention it. I have spots open in my calendar to do some free coaching and it is literally no catch, not going to sell you anything at the end of it. It's just an opportunity for me to work on, you know, to work out my coaching skills and an opportunity for you to get a little bit more in depth on some of the things that I talk about here on the podcast. So if you are interested in a free coaching session, if you go to the link in my bio on Instagram and I'm at child songbird. And if you go to the link in my bio right there in that link, there's a link that says, work with me or a link to my calendar and you can click on that and that will take you directly to my calendar and you can find some time to work with me and I really encourage you to do it. If you've never worked with a coach before, it's so powerful and so cool. I've done obviously a lot of things to work with my mental health through this whole process and journey and coaching is to me, the most boots on the ground, tangible 
thing that has helped me move the needle forward all the time. And in fact, with all of that being said, a lot of today's podcast will be talking about different things that I work on and we talk about in coaching sessions with coaching. Something that I think is really a powerful lesson to learn and helps you to move out of victim mode and into power mode, hero mode. Move out of victim mode and into hero mode. I like that better. I'm going to I'm going to stick with that one. It's a very empowering idea. So with all of this information out of the way, let's get into the episode. I love the serenity prayer. It's by Reinhold Nybar. It goes, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. These lines are pretty well known and spoken at AA meetings everywhere. And I've had these phrases going through my head a lot recently. There are just so many things I cannot change, and I don't want to accept that. There are a lot of hard truths we have to learn in this life, and one of those is learning that we only have the ability to control and change ourselves. In fact, some people never learn this. I also believe that when you learn and master this truth, it is so freeing and so empowering. In the life coaching world, we call the things we cannot control the circumstances, or we'll refer to it as the sea line. These things are neutral. That means they aren't good or bad, they just are. These are things like the weather, traffic, the fact that you have laundry, natural disasters, and other people's actions. These are all things that are outside of us that we can't control whether or not they exist. When it comes to circumstances, it's not the circumstances that create the emotion, it's our thoughts about the circumstances that create the emotion. For example, my children are upstairs right now, banging around on the chairs and walking around, and I can hear that sound in my headphones and through the microphone, which means you can hear it on the podcast. It's neutral. My kids are just making noise, but my thoughts about it are creating the emotion of frustration and anger because I told them they can't walk around above where my studio where I record. But since it's the point of the episode, we're just going to let it be there. (laughs) Anyway, here's another example. I love dogs. I see a dog and I think about how cute it is and that I love it already and that it's so sweet and fluffy and all the lovely, wonderful, happy things that I think when I see a dog. I also have friends who are terrified of dogs and when they see dogs, they're terrified and they want them to go away and they will run and hide from the dogs. So to me, dogs are good and happy and joy. And to her, dogs are terrifying. So the fact that there are dogs is just neutral. They are just dogs. It's my thoughts about it that create my feelings and my friends thought about it that create other things. I still can't understand how anybody could ever not like dogs, but I understand that everyone is different. So since other people are circumstances in our lives. This means that no person can create an emotion in us. 
This is probably one of the hardest ones to wrap your head around and one of the hardest ones to really grasp and get a handle on. And also, if you can, one of the most freeing and empowering ones to learn. So let's talk about a little bit more. So thinking about it being our thoughts about a person and what they do that cause that emotion. So let me be clear. I am not saying people don't do bad things, that their actions are neutral. There are actions that will put them in jail. There are actions that will hurt you, no question. And if somebody is hurting you and your thoughts about that are hurt, anger, sadness, frustration, you get to have that thought. This is by no means saying that. It's just understanding that you get to take your power back and say, I am feeling this way, not they are making me feel this way. So I'm also saying there aren't emotions that you shouldn't feel. Our bodies are able to feel a full range of emotions for a reason. We should be able to feel all of those emotions. You shouldn't say, this person said something to me and now I'm sad, but I shouldn't be sad. No, if they said something and your thoughts make you feel sad about that, allow that, feel the sadness. One of the things my dad used to say to me when I was a kid, if one of my siblings or somebody had made me mad and I'd say, they made me mad, my dad would reply, no, you made you mad. And actually, it might surprise you to learn that this statement didn't actually bother me. And it's also true. While my brother might have been making fun of me, it was my choice to become angry. No one can make you feel an emotion. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be mad about certain circumstances. When it comes to things like sex trafficking, you better believe I am angry and sad and disgusted and all those emotions. I just want you to be aware that it is you creating the anger, sadness, fear, frustration, disillusionment, and so on. No one is reaching inside your brain to create an emotion. So there are the things you cannot change. For example, you can be as sad and angry as you want about the weather, but you can't change it. But you can go inside or decide to have a dance party in the rain, or you can bust out your kayaks and float down the flooded storm drains like my family did once when we had a massive downpour. It's one of our favorite family core memories. And then there are other circumstances that you can actually do something about. You just have to decide if a big change is what you really want and if you have the courage to do it. For example, I'm just going to pull something out of thin air here. Let's just say you hate where you live. So you can complain and whine and express hate and all the things that you want to say. But at the end of the day, if you still live there, you are choosing that circumstances. So like me, you might be saying things like, but my job is here, I can't leave. Or my spouse's job is here. My kids love it here. You can come up with all of the reasons why you are stuck and believe there's nothing you can do about it, but you are still choosing your job, your spouse's or partner's job, your spouse or partner because it's their job, or your kids and their social lives. You're choosing that circumstance. You are choosing to stay. There's actually a lot of freedom in realizing that this is your choice. It's your choice to keep that circumstance. 
In fact, try this on with me. Let's try this this exercise. So think of a circumstance in your life that you're choosing. And again, you may not be aware that you're choosing it yet, but it is things like a job, a relationship, the town where you live. Um, Yeah, we'll go with those three. I'm sure there's plenty more, but those are the three that come out in my mind, but I know that there's a lot more. So think about one of those circumstances. And then I want you to allow yourself to think about changing it. So you're going to quit your job. You're going to up and move. You're going to walk away from a relationship. So what does that look like? What would that entail? Think of all the things involved in that drastic change. What would it take to get a new job? What would it take to end the relationship, to walk away from something that is not healthy to you? What would it take to move? Does that mean you get a new job for your spouse, for your partner? Does that mean that you just walk away from your family? And I'm not kidding. Go to all those extremes. All the things we don't allow ourselves to think about because we, air quotes, can't. Thinking about something does not make it so. And a lot of times allowing yourself to go there in your mind helps you to understand why you're not making that choice or gives you the power to realize you can make that choice. So again, go to that place. Think about that circumstance that you feel stuck in and allow yourself to think about what it would take to change it. So, you know, like in that above example, choosing to move. So where do you go? Where do you, do you look for a job? Do you rent an apartment? Do you get a new house? What would it take to sell your house? Can you sell your house? All of the things, go through those steps, think about it. And then I want you to pay attention to how it feels when you allow yourself to think through through this scenario. Does that option actually feel available to you? When you think about that option, does it help you see why you are making the choice you are making? Or can you see that you've been making the choice by default? And now do you realize that you can do something about it? Can you see why you are choosing the circumstance that you're in? And I want you to notice that not choosing is a choice. So you may not have been aware that this stuck feeling was you making a choice, but it is. Anytime you do feel stuck, you are choosing a circumstance you could change. You just need to allow yourself to realize why you're making that choice. And then you take your power back. You get to say, I choose this because. I choose this job because there are more positives than negatives. I choose this job because I love where it allows me to live and because I I love the life it allows me to live and because at the end of the day, it's not actually as bad as I think it is. Becoming conscious that you are making this choice puts you in the driver's seat and that's how you take your power back. So we're going to keep going with this place where you live example. Allowing yourself to realize you have options 
that you can leave. You can find a new job. There are schools and friends for your kids in other places, but you're still staying where you live. You're making a choice. It may not have been a conscious choice, but you are choosing. In the end, it really is better to become conscious about the choice. By choosing to say, I love my partner, I love my spouse, I love my job, and so on, I'm choosing to stay in this town that I hate. And this gives you your power back to just switch the perspective and it puts you again into that driver's seat and your hands are on the steering wheel. Can you see how saying I'm stuck, I have to be here, I can't do anything about it, is very disempowering? By taking the time to realize that you are making a choice puts you in a position to look at what you can do about your circumstance. So again, what you can do about where you live. So you can find new things to do that maybe you would not have done before. So let's say you get forced to move to Minnesota. And so you take up hockey and you grew up in Arizona and you never would have played hockey before. And hockey turns out to be your jam. (laughs) That is not from personal experience. Didn't grow up in Arizona and I've never played hockey. But that feels like a pretty good example of taking up something that you never would have done before based on where you live. You can take steps to connect and meet new people. Take a yoga class, take a pottery class, find a church to go to. Um, What are some of the ways? I always hear that people make friends at CrossFit gyms, yoga studios, church, and the place where I always made friends in the past, but now I have big kids and that was playgroups. You can travel so you can get a change of scenery and just go out and see new things all the time. This puts you in the driver's seat and gives you back your power. This exercise is really powerful when it comes to relationships. When you stop and realize that you are choosing the relationships in your life, it gives you the power to either do the work to be the person you want to be in that relationship Or maybe you realize that given the circumstances of that relationship, being the person you want to be isn't possible with your current relationship and you may need to make a change. Here's the thing. Did you know that your family, friends, boss, coworker, children, all of it, they're all circumstances in your life. You cannot change their actions, choices, personality, any of it. And this one's pretty painful. I confess when I first learned about this, I took a pretty disempowered attitude towards it. My thought was, well, if we can't change anyone and we can't make a difference in anyone's life, then why even try? I even found all the evidence I could to prove that nothing I did would make any difference to anyone and I gave up. And giving up was a pretty big contributor to my mental health decline. And it's actually still a really big fight for me. But now that I'm conscious that not trying is a choice, I'm at least trying. Here's what I know. While we can't control the actions of other people, we can control how we react and how we will treat the choices of the people in our lives. When it comes to the people that are closest to us, we get to set expectations, boundaries, and consequences. 
We can't control whether or not they'll follow those expectations or rules, but we can and should hold our boundaries and our consequences. This also doesn't mean that the people will respond to how we expect them to, or our boundaries, or even that the consequences will work. In the case of boundaries and rules and consequences, one plus one does not always equal two. You actually never really know what you're going to get, but you can still be the boss of how you respond in each situation. And you just reset the boundaries, reset the rules. And one of those boundaries may be, you cannot be in my life anymore. So when it comes to our children, we have a responsibility to teach discipline and set boundaries. And those of you that have teens might be saying something along the lines of, and I mean, I don't know where I got this. This just, you know, came from nowhere. But um, yeah, so what if none of that works? Well, I don't have an answer for that. But here's what I know. We need to still continue to stay in our power. We need to keep setting the boundaries, making rules, teaching, and creating consequences. And if our child doesn't respond to those boundaries, rules, or consequences, then we may need to reevaluate and take a look at what we were doing. Maybe do a little uh, post-mortem and see what worked and what didn't work. We may need to make changes as needed. And we can recognize that all people are different with their own choices, brains, and experiences. Even the people who share our genetic material and live under our roof. This is a thought that I've worked really hard to get my head around because a lot of times I do feel like it's a cop-out to say, but it's also a truth. Really, our children, our teens, they do have choice. They do have agency. They get to decide for themselves. So we get to decide how we are going to respond to their choices, which are circumstances in our lives. And we can be disappointed and we can be sad and we can be frustrated and we can be angry, but we can also choose love and we can also choose ways that we can help them and maybe ways that we need to protect ourselves with strong boundaries and consequences that will help us and hopefully help our children in the long run. But again, their brains Their life experiences and their agency is just not ours. And it's a really tough pill to swallow. I can honestly say that I grew up believing that as long as we loved our kids and we gave them a certain set of rules, that they would come out at the end of basically an assembly line. And it was kind of like build a child, like build a bear. I got to pick how my kids were going to be and what they would be like. (laughs) And sadly, I got to keep this disillusioned thought for a very long time because my babies, toddlers, children, and even middle school to a point were almost like I had ordered them exactly how they were supposed to be. And then they got a little older and then they got some agency. And then I realized there is no assembly line. 
And there's not just a simple formula that you punch in and get exactly what you ordered. And I'm still learning this one. And this is definitely something that I am in the middle of. But there's one thing I have learned in life. And that is whenever I think something is just so hard and something I can't comprehend and this isn't how I thought it would be and this isn't what I expected. In the end, somewhere down the road, it is always so much better than what I could have dreamed up or planned for myself. And there's always a time in the middle of that struggle, in the middle of that pain where you think, how? How in the world is this going to work out? How is this going to be better in the end? And I don't know. I don't have the answer to this one, but I do know from many of my life experiences that every time that it just seems like the worst thing, it always turns out better than I could have imagined. And I have learned, I'm learning not to argue with a trial and a challenge that was specifically meant for me. The serenity prayer starts by asking to accept the things we cannot change. And I've had to take a look at my life and the circumstances that I cannot change and accept those things, which is so much harder than anything that I've ever had to do. Sometimes it actually gives me physical pain and I feel a deep, deep sense of resistance to it. I really want to fight against the things that I cannot change. And then the prayer moves on to say, the courage to change the things that I can. And once again, what are the things that you can change? I need to look at the things in my life that I can change. So maybe there's the things I cannot change and I need to accept them. But if I can take a look at things that I can change and I make those changes, maybe that will make the things I cannot change so much better. Once again, what are the things that you can change? Ask yourself that. Do you choose to change those things? Do you choose to accept some circumstances because you're choosing other ones? And if you know that you need to make some changes, what do you need to do? And do you have the courage to do that? Now that you know what a circumstance is, I just want to take a second and talk about how it is our thoughts about a circumstance that create that emotion. I'm going to go back to the analogy I've been using, the place where you live. What are the thoughts that make you hate that place? It's too small. The people are mean. The people are snobs. It's too big. There's not enough to do. It's too cold outside. It's too hot. Those thoughts will create an emotion in your body and more than likely negative ones. But then there are hundreds of other people who live in your town who love it. They think it's just the right size. They think all the people are amazing and lovely. They love the climate. They love cold weather. They love to ski. They love hot weather. They want to be outside and in the heat all the time. Those are the thoughts that create emotions. Those ones just happen to be positive emotions. And I again want to state that both negative and positive emotions are important. Anger and sadness and fear, all of them are emotions that are trying to tell you something and you shouldn't resist them and push them away. 
they shouldn't just be shoved down and ignored. But when it comes to circumstances in your life that you're choosing, if you're stuck in a negative thought loop that's creating all kinds of hurtful negative emotions, it would be helpful to look at your thoughts and the story that you're telling yourself. Maybe, just maybe, there's another story you can tell yourself that won't be so hurtful or disempowering. Did you know that there's more to the serenity prayer? I didn't know that until now, but this is how it goes. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, taking this world as it is and not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. The line, taking the world as it is and not as I would have it, is a big one. I know that there are times that I'm pretty sure I know exactly how this world is supposed to be and how everyone should act and what everyone should be doing, but that's not my job. And my idea of of how the world should be is probably someone else's idea of a nightmare. It's a hard truth to know that once again, the more we can come to accept that there are things we cannot change, but we can change us, that's where we find joy and peace. So now that we understand what circumstances are and that we have the power to decide how we react, we have some work to do. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it's going to be easy, but I can tell you that once you learn how to notice your thoughts about those circumstances and the feelings that they're creating, then you have a chance to look at your thoughts and decide if they're serving you and if there's something that you want to keep. It's a huge step in taking back your power and getting out of stuck and hopeless and powerless. It's a really important step to noticing that you do have some control and actually you have a lot more control than you think you do. When you initially start thinking, I can't control people, places, things, any of that, It may make you just feel like throwing your hands up in the air and giving up, but you get to decide how you're going to react, if you're going to stay, if you're going to leave, if you're going to allow that. And if that feeling that might be coming up for you every once in a while is worth all of the other amazing good feelings that come up for you. So take some time to notice the circumstances in your life that may be creating these negative thoughts and take a look and decide if that's something that you want to continue to live with or if you need to make some changes. It can be as simple as looking at the thoughts you're having and deciding if those thoughts are serving you or it can be a little bit more drastic and maybe you do need to get up and move to a different circumstance. This is something that we can go into deeper if you want to, again, find that link in my bio. And um, I would love to coach you through something like this. It's incredibly helpful to have somebody help you notice your thoughts and help you notice what those thoughts are creating in you. And I would be just over the moon happy to work with you on that. So again, if you go to my bio uh, at Child Songbird, 
link in the bio, there is a calendar link to work with me. The other thing that is in there is the template that I use to write the self-love manifesto. So if you haven't had a chance to do that, I highly encourage it. It was incredibly helpful to me to do that. Before I go, I just want to remind you that you matter and you are loved no matter who you are or where you are in your story. Thank you so much for listening this week and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me in the middle of my story. My theme music is White Linen by Asher Child. He's my kid. You can find all of his amazing music on all streaming platforms. And you know, it just wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't ask you to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. But seriously, it would really mean so much to me if you did. Thank you so much and see you next time.